Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Uh, what's up? <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I wasn't ready. That's <laughs> okay. Surprise! <laughs> all good. Oh, there I go. I hit the thing. We're all good. Hey, what's up? I'm here. Hello. We're here, here. from here from your bedroom, but with the background of San Francisco. Yes, because I am going to San Francisco. Hey, uh, this has nothing to do with San Francisco, but I started watching Seinfeld for the first time ever. Oh my gosh. I know. And I found the first season boring, but after <sighs> that, that's because I- the first season is not good. No, but after that, it is getting funny. I can see why you like it. I think I've always gotten bad episodes because I've just never been into it. But now that I'm into it, I'm like, this is comedy genius. Fair enough. Yeah, you'll you'll find that you'll relate to it a lot, even though it was done in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's and... set in 1989, like the first season. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. like our age people, but in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, just really does a good job of dealing with like relationships and how, and the just like the craziness that goes on within relationships and the pettiness that everyone has when they're dating people and stuff like that. It's yeah, cool. Good. Yeah, it gets better and better as it goes. Cool. Like seasons, seasons, like three, four, five, six really just hit a stride season four especially okay sweet yeah i'm just about halfway through season two right now so just getting into it i think beauty yeah. I, I i was watching the boys do you watch that one uh no i haven't seen that one god it's good is it <laughs> it's so out there and wild but it's it's an absolutely phenomenal show cool yeah i've been for like is it a serious it's a serious show right the boys uh for the most part, like it's definitely got some comedic stuff. Yeah. I because generally when I'm watching a, a serious show, I just watch one at a time. And right now I'm watching Tehran on Apple Plus. The one with Jason Momoa? No. Never heard of that. Yeah, it's it's a new one. It's a new drama based out of like Israel and, <clears throat> and Iran. <clears throat> and uh it is intense. It is so good. Interesting. Check it out. Anyways, on to Here's What's Spinning, where we review TV shows that are streaming. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a preview of our new show coming up called Here's What's Watching. Yeah, Here's What's Seeing. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, maybe one day. You never know. Yeah, who knows when we've got time and money. <clears throat> uh, we actually have a decent amount to go over. <clears throat> I joked about you right before we started recording about how far behind you are it in honorable mentions. Yeah. And I was like, well, I only have a few for you today. Mm. I have nine. <laughs> that is many. I just yes. figured it out. I'm 66 <clears throat> honorable mentions behind and I have to put out a top 5 million list to get yeah, you have, by the end of June. So you have until July 1st, sir. Yeah. Um, so good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have, uh, a, a decent amount of news as well. Um, and some album announcements. So lots to go over. 
Uh, should we start with like the the kind of fun stuff, or should we start with there's some heavy some heavy news that we should talk about in the music world? Uh, let's go heavy news, and then we'll lighten her back up before we go okay. into announcements and such. Sounds good. Uh, there is two musicians in the music world, both dealing with sexual assault claims. Uh, and they're, they're major, uh, one especially. Well, depending on who you ask, they're both major. Uh, so the first one, uh, I'll say this one first because it's been going on for a, a long time. Uh, but Jacob Hogard, the former frontman of Headley, Oh yeah, uh, has been in like a trial for a a sexual assault case with a with a girl for a the trial's been going on for quite a long time. I was gonna say I thought I remembered hearing about this like in university. I mean, I, maybe it happened back then. Yeah, but it's been finally at, like at trial, and it's been yeah, it's been going on for a long time, and it, he was finally found guilty of sexual assault with a minor mm, that's i think deep. she was a minor at the time yeah it looks like it's uh, uh 2016 is when the event happened there, yeah so very long yeah that's uh that's too bad i just i have no respect for people that do that do that yeah yes. uh yeah and i guess I we know. should also put a trigger warning for anyone listening to this I guess so. That you're, yeah. uh, because it's not like fun stuff to talk about. And the next one I have to talk about is kind of in more graphic detail. So, well, it doesn't have to be in graphic detail, but it's not good. Very not good. No, I, I think that we can let people look it up for themselves if they want the detail. We don't need to do that, but you can do the announcement if you'd like. Or the, Fair enough. The news. Um, so, yeah, Jacob Hogard finally found found guilty we'll see what happens with him and the rest of that uh the next one that came out was a woman came forward with a very large descriptive essay on twitter and i read the whole thing Mm -hmm. um accusing tillian pearson from dance gavin dance the lead singer of dance gavin dance of raping her no, no. And the, yes, as Kyle said, you can look it up for yourself. It's, it's all out there on Twitter. And the, she basically describes a weekend that they had together at Swan Fest not too long ago. Uh, and it is very uh, detailed and graphic, we'll say, and very incriminating. Uh, on Tillian. Uh, so basically what's going on is of course he, she put out the, she put out the, uh, really heartfelt message and everything. Uh, Tillian responded and was basically like everything that happened that weekend was consensual. I don't know where all this is coming from, which is just like, I mean, I'm sure that's Mm. what you're, Sure, that's what your publicist told you to say. Yeah, it's uh it's really unfortunate. Like we are big 
proponents of consent. <laughs> like, well, yes. And, and, and consent is, is not a hard thing to, at least in my experience to very clearly have or know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just really unfortunate that these situations keep popping up and keep happening because it's, it's not a hard concept. And like, just cause, just cause you want something doesn't mean you can have it. Like that yes. should have been taught to you when you were a toddler. <laughs> yes. Ugh, so that's too bad. Yeah, My heart goes out awful. to the and victims in this too. For sure. Um, and like I said, it's very incriminating. I'm always, I always lean to the side of, of believing the victim, not mm-hmm. believing the, the accused. So, uh, and so he put out a statement uh, shortly after her statement came out and then another woman came forward accusing him of basically the same thing. So it sounds like he likes to take fans back to his hotel room and Ugh. the rest is your imagination. Uh, some things that have come of this. Uh, one thing I will say, not that I am obviously condoning any of this, but holy shit, Dance Gavin Dance has had a rough yeah a few months um <laughs> between their bass player dying and then now this all coming up mm-hmm. it'll uh, be interesting to see what happens to that franchise because it's big hits yes um so a few days after that uh dance gavin dance posted on their instagram two things one of them was that uh, they were like, we are taking the allegations against Tillian very seriously, and we have had deep discussion regarding the appropriate action. Effective immediately, Tillian will be stepping away from the band in order to seek professional help. Uh, John, Will, Matt, and Andrew will continue with the current scheduled tours, and the band will also be proceeding with the release of Jackpot Juicer as planned. Huh. Um We've all worked hard on this album. It's our last recorded body of work with Tim. We want to be sure that it give that we give it the full release attention that it deserves to honor his legacy. Uh, we know that this is a very upsetting and trying situation for all those affected. And we ask people, please be as understanding as possible as we all work through this. That I found very interesting. Uh, then two days or sorry, four days after that, two days ago, as we record this, they put out another post that said, we worked very hard on this album and are incredibly proud of it. We will start promoting its release again this week. There will be videos, promo photos, and upcoming magazine features with both Tim and Tillian. You have a choice in what you support, purchase, and listen to. We hope that you still choose to support us. Dance Gavin Dance is a strong, resilient group, and though these past few months have broken our hearts and frustrated us to no end, we will continue with the album release with the touring, and then after that, go to work on the next one. We do it for the fans who appreciate it, and because it's what we are all passionate about with love, Dance Gavin Dance. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's, that is fair. Um, like obviously the, the entirety of the franchise is not the accused and with, with Tim passing and Tillian having these allegations, the other two members are of course being dragged down 
with it as well. And so I think from a franchise perspective, they have every right to release it. And the fact that they say that, you know, you have a choice to support it or not is, is fair. I think that they're within their rights to do that. Which is exactly true. We, yeah. people do have a choice to support it. Yep. Um, I was going to ask you mm-hmm. and get your opinion on this because uh, obviously their album is on our list of things to review when it does come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you even want to talk about it or do you want to just put it aside? That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I feel like it can be uh, listed in the honorable mentions and we can leave it there. We don't have to do a full uh, review of it. Feel good about that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I was thinking of just leaving it in general, but yeah, if we just kind of list it when the time comes as an honorable mention, we won't give it a review or anything. Yeah, and it's and it, we can obviously put the trigger warning and, and the warning as well so that we're not like we're not condoning actions by putting it on our list just in the fact. Yeah, just that we are, you know, th- there's this franchise, there's this bass player that uh, that passed and there's other members of the band that are, are proud of their work. And so we're basically putting it out as an honorable mention and if you choose to listen to it or not is as up to you i think we can do that with good conscience fair enough okay uh, <laughs> before we move on really quickly uh coheed and cambria announced a tour uh, a while ago both a uk and a u.s tour uh dance gavin dance was on it and yesterday coheed posted after much internal conversation and conversation and consideration, we have decided to replace Dance Gavin Dance, Dance Gavin Dance on the upcoming A Window of the Waking Mind tour. We wish them healing and strength. Yep. And I, I think that that's fair as well. There you go. So, uh, yeah. I kind of do feel for the band just in losing a member, well, basically two members, mm-hmm. if for very, very different reasons, but still. You're losing yeah. two members, and there's been a lot of shit hovering around that band. So I mean, that does suck for them. But also, be a better human. Yeah, be a, be a better human. And uh, you know, if if the rest of the band knew what was going on, they have a responsibility to uh, address that as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's move on. It yes. looks like. It looks like I'm going to California for a third time this year. Uh, as we speak, I am heading, as we record, I'm heading to California today for a little vacation. Uh, I'm also going to California in December because I got tickets to go see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers play in San Francisco and the reason why I'm doing that is because Tom Brady plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I want to see him live before I die or he dies <laughs> or retires, whichever comes first. He is old. Uh, so I'm doing that. And I've been kind of joking about this to people that I know, but I'm also very serious. Uh, 
for the first time since the death of Taylor Hawkins, the Foo Fighters made a appearance on the social medias. Uh, one was uh, some words from Allison Hawkins, his wife, that they reposted. And then shortly after that, they announced that they are doing a tribute concert to Taylor. Uh, one show in the UK in September and one show in LA on September 27th. And I very, very much badly, very much want to go to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to, the tickets go on sale next Friday. So I am going to very highly consider going to that and seeing what the, what the cost is going to be yep absolutely that uh, uh would be pretty sweet that's a once in a lifetime obviously mm-hmm. opportunity uh and it sounds like they've got some just like incredible musicians coming together to do a tribute to him um <clears throat> yeah members of queens of the stone age will be there paul mccartney will be there uh Obviously, the Foo Fighters will be there. And I'm just very curious as to what it's what it would be like. So at the very least, hopefully, maybe they film it and put it out. But I very much considering going. So we'll yeah, see about no that. Kidding. Yeah. Uh, it, might, it might be like hella expensive, like the um the Metallica SM2 tour. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would pay, I don't know. I haven't put a price on it yet. Yeah. Time will tell. If the tickets are like two or three hundred dollars, I'll go. I can get a decently cheap flight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, last bit of news. Uh, this one is very exciting for me. Uh, I posted it, I think I posted it in our group chat. But anyway, Mandroid Echo Star is back. And are they? Why I'm so pumped about it is I would say in the last, like, I discovered them. They opened for Protest the Hero in Calgary. Were you at that show? They no, I was not. The, they, they played with Protest at the Gateway. Oh, I was. No, I saw them with um, Al, Al Alliance. I didn't see them with Mandroid Echo Star. Okay. Yeah. But uh, also this, at the was, <laughs> this was back in 2015 uh, okay. that this concert would have happened. And Mandroid Echo Star absolutely blew me away. And ever since then, I've been hooked on them. Uh, they've only released two EPs. And one full-length album. Their full-length album came out in 2016. And they won the the Juno Award that year for Best Rock Metal Album of the Year. And then disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know what happened, but it has been six years. And they're like, their Instagram has been inactive. And like, it was kind of just like, Oh, I discovered this band, fell in love with them. They win a they win a Juno, which is like a pretty big deal in Canada. 
for best rock album of the year and then totally gone just <laughs> fell off the face of the earth see ya uh and they posted on their instagram yesterday for the first time in five years it's like and it just had a picture of their logo with the song the boys are back in town by thin lizzy behind it <laughs> and i was like okay great <laughs> that's funny I-, I wonder what they've been up to i don't know uh when i heard this announcement i i went back and listened to their entire discography which is like a grand total of uh i don't know 11 21 songs in total they've ever released uh not a single bad one in my opinion i went back and listened to all of them at work yesterday and i was like i freaking miss this band i can't wait for new music. Uh, so that's very exciting for me. Uh, they did post again today on their Instagram. They are touring with intervals. And they said that, yes, there will be new music and we can't say when, but we can't wait to share it with you all. So we'll see if we get something this year. But as soon as they announce an album, that immediately goes to number one most anticipated albums of the year. Easily. <laughs> that's fair. Yep, that's totally Have fair. you ever listened to them much? Uh, yeah, when uh, I've been listening to... So I haven't listened to them recently, but the album Coral Thrones has been in my library for a long time. Yes. Go back and listen to uh, the other one. Citadels? Okay. Yeah, Citadels. Just so good. It might be one of the best collections of seven songs on an EP ever. <laughs> it's just so good. Anyway, Mandroid X Star, they're back. Expect to hear about them again on this podcast. Uh, we have album announcements and some brand new singles that aren't on an album yet that I think you'd be interested in. Okay. Uh, I think. If you're cool with it, I might change it up a bit. I'll tell you the albums yeah. that have been announced. I'll tell you the singles, and then maybe let's lead that into just like the few singles we have to talk about. Okay. And then we'll do uh, the ratings at the end. And then on our own mentions. Yeah, you're, you're driving, man. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. I'm on a Marth. Announced a new album. They're a pretty big deal in the biking metal world. I thought you said biking metal. I was like, oh, I didn't know they were into biking, like cycling. I bet you they probably are. Uh, like anyway. Bicycling. <laughs> Imagine. Just the guys from Amonamarth. Just on road bike. bikes. Yeah, road bikes. <laughs> Just beards flapping in the wind. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, the Great Heathen Army. The name of the album it comes out august 5th very cool uh a nominee for i have two nominees for uh artwork of the year so far Ooh. or for this week sorry oh one wow. one of the nominees is the new album from the devil wears prada <laughs> they announced it uh just a couple days ago the album is called Color Decay. 
It is being released on September 16th. They released a new single, Salt, with it, and it rules. I would say, we've talked about them, obviously, a lot before. I would say the band, this band is at the top of their game right now. Oh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're doing well. Like Even for me, where they haven't been accessible in the past, um, they are definitely becoming more and more accessible to my ear holes. Yes. So I'm very excited for that. And yes, and the album artwork is very cool in my opinion. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just looking at it now. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, album announcements. Uh, I know Kyle knows about this one because he told me about their concert, but Lamb of God. New album Omens comes out October 7th. New single tomorrow i'm so excited for a new album from them their last album was whew. the self-titled one yeah what what, what does that whew mean uh the fucking king me that song just is one of my favorite songs ever that's not off their last album. Oh, no, it's off of, off of uh, Resolution. Oh, I haven't listened to their self-titled one. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> That's funny. No. Oh, wow. Well, their self-titled one is their first one. First of all, I agree. King Me is easily one of the best songs in their entire catalog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just an incredible song. That whole album is unbelievable. Uh, their self-titled album is the first one without Chris Adler. Oh, I forgot he left. Yeah, he left the band. I forgot about that. Okay, I am not up on the latest Lamb of God lore. Apparently not. No. Um, the the self titled album is is good. It's definitely it's definitely there's definitely songs in there that are very good and very Lamb of Gody. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely miss Chris's presence a little bit mm, but it's still like it's still lamb of like it still sounds like lamb of god it's still well-written stuff but yeah this is this will be their second album now with their with the drummer that replaced him and his okay. name is escaping my brain but i'm very curious it's kind of it's kind of funny because sometimes we we talk a lot about like sophomore albums or like a band's second or third album and how important it is yeah, we'll be talking about that later. Let me tell you. Um, I kind of treat this as like the band's second second album. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chris Adler, a founding member and like main music writer, leaves. His brother's still in the band, at least. Well, they're all the members are the same, but new drummer comes in. They release a self titled album, and it's like decent. Right. But I think this album has to kick ass. And so I'm very curious to see what it sounds like. Uh, the artwork, again, sick artwork for this album. I was just looking for it at Apple Music. I don't think they've released it to Apple Music yet. <clears throat> it's I. It won't show up until tomorrow, I don't think. The, the, the new single doesn't come out till tomorrow, Friday. Okay, cool. So that's Lamb of God. Uh, singles. Uh, Apocalyptica 
released a brand new single. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's called Bolero. I think it's a cover. At first, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then it went into a medley that I was like, oh, I definitely know, recognize this, but I don't know what it is. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's a cover. Okay. Uh, it's Apocalyptica. You know what it's going to sound like. It's cool. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, we have a new single from the band Dream on Dreamer. I don't know if you listen to them much. Uh, they were like a kind of a metalcore staple for me back in the day. But then I they, don't know them. Yeah, they changed singers and kind of got bad. But okay. they, their original singer, uh, joined the band again, and then they they announced like, here's a new single. It's going to be from our from an upcoming album that has yet to be titled or a release date, obviously, but they were like, this will be our last album. And so they're kind of doing like a retirement tour. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Here's our last album. We're going to go on tour and then that's it for the band. Yeah. And then see you never. Yeah. Which is honestly, if I was in a band that was somewhat established, that's probably how I would do it. Yeah. I think, I think so. If you're going to wrap up then go out with a bang, Yes. Uh, we have a new single from Parkway Drive. It is called Glitch. Okay. I very much like Parkway Drive. Yes. Uh, this single is very interesting. <laughs> um, just have to hear it. It's okay. Very, it's very <laughs> interesting. We'll add all these to our list for a couple weeks from now. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> we have a new. We have a new song, sort of, a new cover song from Tenacious D. (laughs) And it is a medley of The Who. Oh, my God. And the video is is Tenacious D. It's about as outrageous as you'd expect. I wouldn't expect anything different from them. Yes. Uh, So that's Tenacious D. Are you ready for the second to last one? Yes. There's a new single from what I would consider Kyle. This you consider is probably, that me? This is maybe. Um, I would venture to say this is a top. Hmm. Let's go. I was going to say top 10, but probably not quite. Let's say a top 25 band for you that has not released music in a bit. Is it Justin Bieber? Yes. Oh, Katy Perry? April Winehouse? (laughs) Yes. Okay, perfect. Nailed it. Um, Do you want to take a stab? I'm pretty sure, I'm I'm pretty positive they would be a top 25 band for you. Uh, They they are... How long has it been since they've released music? Um... I guess actually not not that long, but it's it's exciting that they have a new single. Uh, it has been three years. I would say they're metalcore ish. Hmm. Yeah, metalcore. Ooh. It's a band you've always loved. 
there are so many bands that I've always loved. True. They have a brand new single and it is good. Is it in flames? No, but you're kind of on the right track. Okay. Um, I know, a, I don't think it, it, well, we've actually already thought, I was going to say Alexa on fire, but they've already released an album and or announced, announced an album. Yeah. Oof. I Heavy, heavier than Alexis on fire. More musically like in flames, especially older in flames. Oh Lord. Also, In Flames uh, would be a top 25 band of all time for you? Well, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I, I know. I'm doing this on purpose. I, I know. I'm doing this on purpose. Uh, that I think, one, I think that you one probably album. like this band better than In Flames. I would okay. definitely venture to say. There's one album from In Flames that is uh, just like my a sense one of, of purpose. Yeah, that album is in my top 25 albums for sure. It might be for me too. That album got me through some very dark periods. Yeah. Um, I I have to give up. I don't know the answer to this. The options are way too many. Demon Hunter. Oh, I was actually gonna say Demon Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited you, about that. You used to love them. Yeah, I did used to love them. I'm not sure that they I don't I definitely don't like them more than in flames. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh so actually, that's like I was gonna say, Demon Hunter, and you're like, you like them more than Flames. I was like, oh, it's not Demon Hunter. That's so interesting. I don't think that I've really listened to them a lot since. Like, I liked that Resurrection album, where they redid a bunch of stuff. But like, since Storm the Gates of Hell, I haven't really listened to them, which was 2007. Oh wow! So I've listened to them way more than you then. Oh yes, I really liked like the Triptych and Storm the Gates of Hell. And the self-titled album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, they've put out some good stuff. The World is a Thorn was good. True yeah. Defiance was good. And then Outlive was good. War and oh, yeah, Peace list- was very interesting. I've definitely listened to The World is a Thorn. Uh, at least the title track, for sure, I recognize it. Anyway, their new single is called Freedom is Dead. And it is good. That's uh, That's super cool. I will say that uh, they have one of my favorite logos, but it oh, was yeah. uh, definitely the way they represented it on the Summer of Darkness is my favorite way. It's like uh, the black and white with the actual real skull and the roses. Yeah. I was going to get that as a tattoo for a while. Were you? I was. Anyway, <clears throat> very cool. Cool. Uh, well, that's exciting. I have uh, one more new single, which leads into... An album announcement, which leads into the singles we have to go over this week. Uh, Holding Absence and Alpha Wolf have teamed up for a split EP, which these are always interesting. Uh, They released a new single called Aching Longing, and the EP is called The Lost and the Longing. That turns out August 15th. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like it's not like usually split EPs is like Alpha Wolf will play Holding Absence songs and Holding Absence will play Alpha Wolf songs 
Right. Sounds like both of them together made songs and they're all playing on it. Oh, so it's like an eight piece metal band. Yeah. That's super cool. It is. It's a very interesting project. The, the first song is, uh, is, is interesting. It's pretty cool. So uh, go check that out. Okay. Did you listen to the three singles this week? I did indeed. Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, so let's talk about falling in reverse first. Okay. Did you watch the video by chance? No, I did not. Yeah, the video is wild. Um, I didn't find this song that great though. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of found it a little boring myself. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder didn't go if... back. I didn't go back and listen to it again. I only listened to it once. I was like, yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I wonder if music videos have an effect on me personally, how I mm. enjoy a song the first time. Because I've been, I've never really been huge into music videos. Yeah. But all the music videos that are coming out lately have, are like, really well produced and like look really cool and have, are really well done. Yeah, that's fair. And I think it makes me enjoy the song more because I thought this song was really cool. I thought it was really interesting, huh. but it also like fit the video. Which is totally fair. And I think that, um, I think that that makes a lot of sense because you're bringing in another one of your senses to yeah complete the picture of what the song is trying to yeah. say. Right. Which is exactly why doing these like, reaction videos and reacting to music videos would be so interesting because in certain songs it definitely enhances the song yeah yeah I okay think, for sure that's interesting i can uh, go back and and watch that video that's uh, not a hard yeah. thing to commit i've to. uh i've never been a falling in reverse fan but uh yeah i don't know i thought this i thought this song was kind of cool the like the verses were in different. The chorus was kind of interesting. Medley. The little breakdown was cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. Yep. I'll, I'll go watch a video again. Listen. Yep. Uh, the counterparts song unwavering vow. I really liked that one. Yes. It Me as well. A banger. <laughs> Yeah, there's some cool like guitar stuff in this one. Yeah, cool guitar stuff. Um, and the vocals stand out to me as being different, but not like hard to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I told, I told you and everyone last week that just Counterparts is one of my favorite hardcore bands out there. Totes. I feel like they don't miss and this song did not miss. No. Now, speaking of last week, this last single is one that you just couldn't describe. And yeah, in the especially in the context of the other two singles. Yeah. So this is the new single from Muse called Will of the People. Which could have been called Beautiful People. Did you notice that at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I noticed it right away. I was like, this is 100% a ripoff of Marilyn Manson. Even like the rhythm, I wouldn't be surprised unless they got permission from him. I wouldn't be surprised if he calls them out for it. Probably. 
Yeah, because it is pretty blatant. Yeah, the rhythm is blatant. The uh, the uh, melody, the just the feel of it is even the guitar, like scratching guitar. It is beautiful people. Yep. And will of the people is the same amount of syllables as beautiful people. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's that was an interesting choice. I can't believe that they didn't know that they were doing that. So um, as an opening track to the album, it's also a very interesting opening track. And uh, I just have no idea where this album is going. No idea. No. Won't Stand Down is incredible. Compliance I found boring. Will of the People I found interesting. Uh, So I don't know where we're going from here. Nope. But only we'll find out in August, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's a long long ways away. Too long. Yeah. Yeah. the only thing I'll say that'll just make the album even more interesting is they were playing, they were playing like a festival a couple week uh, last week. Yeah, and they debuted a brand new. They played all three of these songs. Okay, uh, and they debuted a new one called "Killer Be Killed." Oh yeah, and I haven't watched. I didn't want to watch it because it was like a live recording of it, and I was like, I want to hear this on the album. Yeah, I don't want to hear like a cell phone recording of it. Uh, pretty much every single person I've seen in the comments says it's one of the best Muse songs they've ever done. Like it's heavy. It's like very like Stockholm syndrome. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. Everyone is just saying how fucking good that song was, and it made me very excited. Matt Bellamy is doing some cool stuff. Like that's a yeah. Track number seven on the album is "Killer Be Killed." Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I have no idea what this what this means for me. Neither. But uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, album ratings. Yeah. Let's, finally. Finally. Yeah. Let's do it. How much you got enough time? Yep. We'll make it go. <laughs> okay. Is it um, your turn or my turn? I think it's your turn. I think it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, so we have six this week. We have five albums and one EP to go yep. over this week. Yep. Uh. I'll leave it up to you to tell me where all these bands are from. I got it. But uh, unfortunately for number six, I'm starting in Canada. What? What? Really? And that is the album Out of Sight by the Sheepdogs. Oh, you and I felt vastly different about this album. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but go on. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to just go with it? I, I just, uh, you'll see by my scores, I just felt it was very average. Okay. Yeah. This is out of uh, uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in Canada, by the way. Saskatchewan. Sas- there's a lot of Sasks. Um, I mean, I've never been a huge Sheepdogs fan anyway. Okay. Uh, like they have a certain, they have like a certain sound that's like decent yeah uh nothing's really grabbed me about them except okay. for the fact that they write a theme song for tim and friends which is a sports talk show that i listen to almost every day yeah yeah um i would say that's probably the catchiest song they write especially on this album um 
Uh, I, I, this is the part of this podcast that I love. Me too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just found it very, uh, like it was, like it was good. And like, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. And like, it's something I would maybe like put on in the background, but nothing like stood out to me or grabbed me in any way. Okay. Well, in vast juxtaposition for that, uh, I love this album. I listened to it like eight times this week and just jammed out to it every time. I listened to it when I was driving. I listened to it when I was working. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it. I found it so catchy. And I found, and I've never listened to a full Sheepdogs album before. Mm. This is my first time. Like, besides hearing their hits, I'll say this is the first time I've kind of like dug into them a bit. Mm. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I found it catchy and I found that um the the riffs were cool and the effects were cool and the production was cool like i just i i liked it so uh it scored really highly on my list this week actually do you want to know what number yeah it's number two on my list this week oh i thought you were going to give me the the overall number like oh, the out of well, 30 sure well that's 26.3 wow yeah. mine was 18 okay <laughs> 26.3. Wow. I only have, well, we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just found it like in terms of like a country, country ish, ish rock album. Mm-hmm. I found it just like, it didn't stand out from any other country ish rock album I've listened to. Uh, see, and I wouldn't put it anywhere close to country to me. This is like an alternative, like easy listening rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that, that's okay. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> let's go through the scores. Um, yeah, I gave vocals three. Mm, I gave them 4.4. 4. I thought the melodies were cool. I thought the harmonies were unique. I thought uh, it was it was a good push. It was there's some good low stuff, some low good high stuff. I don't know. I, right. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, guitars 3.2. I gave four for guitars. Uh, drums, 3.1. 3.8 for drums. Uh, writing, I did, did give 3.7. Okay. You're right. It's catchy. I gave 4.8 like, for writing. <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I loved it. I thought that it was well-written and everything was catchy and accessible and fun and everything kind of like flowed really nicely. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked the lyrics. They were fun. It was like party think, summertime music. I think part of it is is just like part of it might be also what it was up against this week, in my opinion. Mm, that's fair. But like it did not grab me the way any of these other ones did. Okay. Fair enough. Interesting. Uh, what'd you get production? 3.7 as well. 4.8 for me as well. <laughs> It was just so clean and hmm. everything sounded so good. I thought that it was perfect. Well, close to perfect. I was going to say close to perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Repeat. I gave 1.5. <laughs> I gave it a 4.5. <laughs> now, this might be our most polarizing album of the year. I think so. One yeah. Of, yeah. It's uh, quite a swing. That is a huge swing. Yeah. I, I definitely stand by it though. I've recommended this album to a bunch of people. I thought it was so good. Have you yeah. listened to any of their other stuff since? 
No. I wonder if you'd feel the same way about their other things. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a good question, but with me being so behind on our list, I haven't gone back into history very much. Yeah. You probably never will. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like I said, like I, like I, like I, I liked it and enjoyed it just in terms of scoring it. I just felt it was pretty average. Fair enough. Well, above average because of all the scores I gave it, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Very interesting. So that was your number two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where the rest of these are going to fall. Um, my number five would be I'm kind of doing this on a whim because I had a very clear one, two, and three. Yeah. But my, my four, five, six, I was kind of flip-flopping between. My number five, I think, would be Memphis Mayfire mm-hmm. with their album Remade in Misery. Yes, we agree there. Um, that, oh, that's my number six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, again, in, the, in, in terms of the genre, kind of how I felt about the Sheepdogs, it's, it's pretty, in my opinion, pretty generic. Yeah, this I, genre. Yeah, I found it really generic, and I found the lyrics boring, and I found, yeah, it was just not very creative. Yeah, the lyrics were boring. It also doesn't help, like, at all, that they released nine singles on an eleven-song album <laughs> before this came out. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. That's too much. That's definitely too much. I didn't listen to any of them, I don't think. Oh, no, we listened to Blood and Water, I think. Yeah, I think I stopped. I think I listened to two, and then I stopped, because I was like, this is is getting ridiculous. And they just kept releasing singles. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, let's get into the scores. This will be interesting, because I did score this generally a little smidge higher than the Sheepdogs, but not by much. Mm -hmm. So that'll give you an idea. Okay, what do you for vocals? Oh, these guys are from uh, Denton, Texas, in the USA. By the way, Denton, Texas. Yeah, which actually, hearing that, I like kind of knowing some or having a feeling of what else has come out of Texas. It actually fits with the Texas culture. It does how? Well, I believe that uh, Five Finger Death Punch is also out of Texas, and to me, it's just kind of like generic hard fun metal Mm. yeah because memphis mayfire used to be so good oh so uh that's my mistake five finger death punch is actually out of nevada but they sound like texas metal to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyways uh i gave vocals 3.4 uh 3.8 for me oh okay yeah um i just think maddie mullins has lost his touch yeah, I didn't. It that was my lowest uh, vocal score for the week. Not same. No. <laughs> um, I was gonna say same, but not same. Uh, guitars, I gave three point five. Uh, three point two for me. 
And I also gave drums 3.5. Uh, 3.1 for me. Yeah, just like they were there. Yep, there was drums and guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, writing, I did give 3.7. Because kind of like the sheepdogs, there was some there was some like catchy stuff in there, mm. like the the vocal melodies and and hooks were there, yeah. even though the lyrics were bad. Mm. I know it's That's, tough to it's tough to it's tough sometimes to rate the writing. Yeah, the writing is is almost too ambiguous because like I included like those those melodies in the vocal uh, category because I didn't mm. find the guitars or drums catchy at all. <sighs> So I didn't include it in an overall writing score. I included it in the vocal score. So for me, the writing score got a three. Yeah. Okay. We're still working through this rating system. Oh yeah. We, uh, it's, it's, this is more for fun than anything. Next year we'll be a little more nailed down because we'll have had a year under our belt to yeah. figure things out. Uh, production. I gave 3.6. Oh, I gave a 4.3 for production. I thought the album was really well produced. Yeah, I found I lost a lot of stuff a lot of times. Mm. Mm. I felt the vocals were too loud at some points, but maybe that was just because you didn't like them. <laughs> I didn't like them. Yeah, like on you, the vocals were too loud the whole time. But I feel like I couldn't hear any bass at all. Oh, see, so yeah, that's that's actually usually how I a big part of my production score is if you can pick out the bass, and I found mm. that I picked it out no problem. Interesting. Yeah. I even listened on the headphones. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, repeat, I gave it two. I gave a 2.6. So we might be pretty close. My overall score was 19.7. My overall score was 20 even. 20 even. Yeah. Very so yeah, pretty, pretty close. We were very close. Um, my number four for the week is the band unprocessed processed unprocessed unprocessed Mm. unprofessed uh this this week is so fun for me uh with their ep boy without a gun uh it was very interesting hearing this band in the context of uh, an album or an ep because mm-hmm. um, we had listened to a few singles of theirs before and like watched their videos and when I heard that this is kind of how I feel about Polyphia actually now that when I was thinking about it is like in the context of like listening to one or two songs I was like this is super cool stuff in the context of hearing it in an album form over like 20 minutes it was a different experience for me Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I, I personally really liked it, and I think that that's why Polyphia grabbed me the way it did. Is uh, mm-hmm. spoiler, this is actually my highest rated album of the week. Holy crap! Yeah, for an EP. Yeah. Um, like for an EP, it got a it got a high score. I would say. Yeah, and I don't treat EPs differently than full length albums. I I rate them the same typically. I mean, well, so do I, but it's just, yeah. I feel like it's more impressive if an EP gets a high score because it's 
shorter. Yeah, well, I almost I almost think that there's like more good packed in a short package, whereas sometimes the full length, like I, I most often find my EPs like the scores go up over time and in in full length they go down. Like it's the quality over quantity type uh, uh argument, I think. And so in some places I think that they should just be EPs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this band is from Huisbaden in Germany. They're German, eh? Yeah. Uh, let's get into the scores. Um, in my opinion, the vocals were by far the weakest part of this album. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. Uh, I gave vocals 3.4. I gave him 4.2. Uh, I, d- I did like them because like the I, I scored them higher because picking out melodies over guitar lines like that is a large challenge. Yes. And so I thought that he did a really good job at that. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I've heard anyone do better. Like I almost found it. I find it like animals as leaders and actually the the sound that they have is very similar to animals as leader. But if you put a vocalist over animals as leaders, it would be very hard to do that. And these guys have done it. So I gave it 4.2 because I don't think that anyone's done it better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me was, I didn't feel like the vocals, like even just the, the sound or the tone of his voice, I didn't feel like it fit a mm. lot. Interesting. Yeah, like I, when the vocals came in, I was like, I didn't expect it okay. to sound like this. Hmm. And I don't know if I if it fit with it. Fair enough. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting because like sometimes I hear an instrumental album and I'm like, oh, this would be sick with vocals over top of it. Yeah. And then sometimes I hear an album like this and I'm like, this would be sick instrumentally. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very, very interesting. Um, guitars. Uh, so this is quite a big jump, but guitars, I gave 4.6. Oh yeah. I gave 4.7 for guitars. Cause I thought obviously the guitar work is just kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting, very like crazy phrasing they're doing. And like, they use the whole guitar, all of it. And it sounds very good. Uh, drums, I gave 4.5. Okay. I actually gave the drums a 4.8. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that they were really good and really fit again, uh, a hard thing, a hard thing to make music in this style. And I thought that they did a good job. So, yep. uh, it was, it was a good one for me. Um, I gave the writing 4.3. I think the only reason for that drop off is just because of the vocals. Mm, okay. Uh, it was a 4.6 for me. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to say besides that. Okay. <laughs> Production? Uh, 4.3. Yeah, uh, 4.5. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't like when they kind of moved into the more sampled kit. I didn't like how far they moved into the background. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Uh, and then lastly, uh, repeat, I gave 3.5. And I gave a 4.0. 4.0. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting listen. Um, apparently, this is a... Apparently, this is a prequel. So I don't know if, if lyrically things are going to match up. I didn't notice like a theme in the lyrics. But I also didn't listen to the lyrics a lot because you're kind of just really listening to the instrumentation because it's so good. Totally. Um, but apparently this EP is a prequel to a full-length album coming up. Oh, interesting. Uh, whether we uh, get that this year or not. But yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear this in a full-length album because, again, that kind of quality over quantity or quantity over quality, I'm just curious if they'll maintain their ratings for me over the whole thing. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, my number three this week. Do you have anything more to say about that one? Uh, our final scores? Oh, yeah. I gave 26.6. Uh, 24.8. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. That the EP that EP did rate like overall higher. Uh, it got a higher score than this next album. Okay. But um, just, yeah, it's not your most favorite. Yeah, I think I think the reason why this next album got pushed just barely ahead is like the repeatability score was a little higher. Mm-hmm. And I, it might have it also might have just been a mood thing. I think this album's a little easier to listen to, which is kind of why it got bumped up above it. Okay. Okay. Even though I gave a full point lower score, but that is the album Radiant Bloom by oh. Astronoid. I really love this album. These guys are from it, Lowell, Massachusetts in the USA, believe it or not. Yeah. It's a very, uh unique listen isn't it this band in general is um i this album was really highly anticipated for me because i love listening to them it's such a unique take on music in my opinion mm -hmm. but this also would have been your number three then i'm guessing uh it is indeed my number three and this shocks me because when we get there <laughs> wow um this is uh i think this is the first band like so they're off of peripheries label three dot recordings i think this is the first band they've signed like the other members of periphery are on that label as like solo projects okay but in terms of like an actual band i think it's the first release they've had um, which is cool because I saw, I discovered Astronoid because I saw them open for Periphery okay. a, a way back. And honestly, they didn't, uh, they didn't sound that great live, um, which I think you can maybe kind of understand how this music might translate live. I don't think it would sound very good live. Yeah, it's pretty muffly. But it was also enough that like the drums and guitars and stuff, I was like, this is super interesting. I want to know what it sounds like on a record and it sounds better. So let's go through the things. You go first there, Sire. Sire. This is interesting. Uh, yeah. So 
vocals, I gave a 4.2. Uh, I gave 3.8. Yeah, this one was a hard one for me to rate vocals because it is very drony and the melodies aren't very like exploratory. But I yeah. just really loved how they fit and I loved the consistent harmonies and like, I don't know. I, I scored it high because of a general feeling mostly, but it was hard. I considered giving it below four. Yeah. And it's just like, like the vocals are purposely in the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that's a conscious decision. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, so that kind of made it a little tough too. Cause like, I think they purposely weren't trying to stand out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, guitars, I gave a 4.3. Uh, I gave a four for guitars. Yeah. I thought there was some cool guitar stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially in that song eyes. Yeah. A lot of, uh, trilling. <laughs> yeah. But like cool melodies that were being trilled. It was quite trilling. It was quite trilling. Uh, drums, I gave a four. Oh, I gave 4.3. So we were exactly opposite on those. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think the guitar just stood out to me a little more than the drums. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, writing, I gave a 4.1. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I gave a 4.4 for writing again. This was an album that I went back to and listened to a few times. And I just, I thought that it was, uh, for what it is for like that spacey kind of ethereal metal, it held my attention, which normally it doesn't. Mm. Would you call it metal? I'm not sure I would. (laughs) I just, I just kind of assumed because it was on peripheries label, but I guess I'd never even considered what I would call it. Well, it's funny because like instrumentation wise, I would say there's like influence of black metal. Definitely. Yeah. But it's definitely like shoegazy, like kind of alternative-y. I've never understood the shoegaze genre, but I'll trust your word on that. (laughs) Shoegaze is like that really kind of like ethereal atmospheric. Oh, okay. Kind of like kind of vibe gotcha on apple music it's classified as rock and i don't think that it's rock at all <laughs> i do not trust one thing i have learned about apple music is i do not trust their <laughs> their genres <laughs> their genres i have a i have a an album in the honorable mentions yeah that is labeled as rock on apple music and it is definitely not rock <laughs> I could just imagine like listening to Wolfgang Van Halen and then Asteroid coming on and being like nah these are not yeah. the same genre. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what genre I'd put these 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 people in. I don't know uh, how to Yeah, if it's shoegaze that's cool. I uh like I say I've got to kind of play with shoegaze a little bit more to get a better feeling for it. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, influences from a lot of genres I'd say. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave uh, writing a 4.4. 4. Yeah. Did 4. I say 1. that? one for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, production. This is interesting. Yeah, this this is interesting. I'm, I feel bad. I, I scored a 4.3. and Or sorry, not 4.3. That was a, uh, I'm not looking at the right line. I 
scored it at 3.9. Okay. And I, uh, I give it a four. Yeah. And I, I felt bad giving it below four because I know that it was produced this way intentionally. I just don't like it. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of where it's like all the same volume and all the same, like in your face, like it's constantly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how they sound live, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and i believe it and i i think that it's intentional and i think that uh that's okay it's just not for me yeah not really for me either it's quite a different experience listening to this through headphones than through my bluetooth speaker at work oh i believe that for sure you'd get a little bit more uh finesse from your headphones yep. and more of that like stereo field where you wouldn't yep. get that in the, the in the bluetooth speaker for sure yeah it's got it's mixed it's produced like black metal like black metal is the same way where it's just all right in your face all the time mm-hmm. but they do a better job it because... was mixed by adam get good cool. yeah okay um yeah so it 3.9 is is where i land for that yeah uh and then repeat i gave 3.7 i gave 4.2 yeah okay. yeah i definitely listened to it a few times so yeah, 23.9 was my total score. It was a solid even 25 for me, which is weird. I've got two even scores this week. Okay, moving on. Uh, number two for me this week is the album Heroin mm. by what? the band Thornhill. Okay. These guys are from Melbourne, Australia. You're damn right they are. <laughs> um, I alluded to this before. I told you, I mentioned to you that a band's sophomore album is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I can't think of the last time I've heard a more different sounding album from a band's first album to their second album. Hmm. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with their first album. I thought I recognized their name, but I, I'm just going back to look if I know their album. Uh, I believe it's called The Dark The Dark Pool. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Um, so The Dark Pool, like any, and a lot of fans online, this is, this is pretty polarizing, I'd say, for Thornhill fans. Okay. Or metal fans. Because um, yeah, their first album was like you could you could pretty much say it was like very metalcore and like almost like era like okay um and obviously you've listened to this and it, obviously it sounds nothing like that no in any sense of the word um and it t- it it took me a while i think f i think after if i rated this after one listen it might be at like number 5 or 6 for me so spoiler, I rated this after one at listen and it is number five for me. Yeah. Um, I've listened to it a, a lot more since then. And I okay. have gained quite an appreciation for it. Um, even though it's very different, it's um, I just found it a very unique listen in general. Okay. Um, yeah, very curious to see what they're going to sound like live. They are opening for Era. And I wonder 
what their mix of old songs and new songs will be like. But when I first heard the single Casanova, that was their first single they released off this album. I was like, oh, this is a cool song. Like it's very different from what they usually do, but like it could be like a one-off. Yeah. And then the whole album sounded like that. So it was kind of a shock to the system. Right, right. Okay, well, tell me your scores. <laughs> well, I have, uh, you're probably going to think I'm nuts. And right now, this is how I feel. I gave vocals a 4.9. I mean, I thought they were good. I gave them a 4.1. I didn't think they were that good. <laughs> um, I think um, the one thing I didn't love is like, at first, I was like, I don't like the, there's clearly like effects on his vocals. Yeah. Like kind of the whole time, like it's almost like distorted y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, that's intentional. Um, but if you, when I was thinking about it, I was like, if you take away the distortion and the, and the effects, like the, the guy's range is, is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like really used a big scale, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was, I was going through all of the, like all of our scores. Yeah. And, and like all of my, all of our vocal scores. And I would say it's up there as one of the more impressive vocal performances so far. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to call it the best vocal performance. Cause like, there's like hailstorm and stuff out there. Yeah. But I, I was, I was really impressed upon listening to it more and more and like really just hearing his range throughout it. I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah, I'll, that's how I'll, I felt about it. I'll give it another listen. Uh, my general comments on the album were kind of reminded me of um, like Deftones, Deftones, Jane's Addiction, like kind of that Muse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, I think I might have had bad expectations or different expectations going into it. But I, yeah, I don't know. I just. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't love it I, overall. So, Fair. yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll I, listen to it again because I did only listen to it the once. So, yeah, it really reminded me of Muse just in, in that, like, Muse often he'll use like a little like distortion kind of stuff on his voice and it kind of gives that same effect that this had. Yeah. Which, I mean, sometimes it can take away from the vocal, but you, like with Matthew Bellamy, you can still tell like, oh, he's got quite a range and like you can still tell he's that's true singing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how this felt for me. Okay. Also, I, I got a lot of Radiohead in the like in some parts of the music and the mm. and the vocals in this too. See, I'm not sure that my score will change that much because like you're definitely more of a fan of Radiohead and more of a fan of Deftones, like than than I am. Well, yeah, the la- the late the last Deftones album made it in my top five albums of the year. So. Yeah, so and, and I just feel the same about this album as I do about those where they're like good, but they're not like amazing. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll give it another listen just to say that I did, but I'm not sure that it'll uh, 
change the score that much. Well, that's why we do this. Kyle. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> uh, guitars, I gave a 4.3. Yeah, I gave 3.8. Okay. Uh, I gave drums the same score. Oh, I gave them 3.7. So close to the same score. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, writing, I gave a 4.2. Me too. Yeah, uh, like it was. It's good. Yeah, it was good. There's some. Uh, what was that? One? What's the one song? Can't remember the name of it right now. I just I fell in love with it right away, and I kept listening to it. Blue Velvet. Oh, and Leather Wings. See, as I go through, I'm like, damn. Leather Wings, Blue Velvet, Archangel, Casanova, Varsity Hearts. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that one really stood out to me though. Blue Velvet. I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought I did I did think the writing was good. Like I thought there was good hooks and good ideas and good arrangements. Um yep. so yeah, it scored well, I think. Uh production, I give a four point three. Uh three point eight for me. Lost my space there. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, Does three point eight because of the vocals. Yeah, and produced. some of yeah, and some of the effects kind of were just a little bit much. Like I didn't love the guitar tone, um, or the bass tone, or the drum tone. Like I just didn't love any of it. So kind of mm-hmm. altogether, it just it was produced while I could hear everything. It was just more tonality that I didn't love. So three point eight for me. Uh, and then repeat four point three, <laughs> three point two. <laughs> I just kept going back and back and back and yeah, cool. Kind of dissecting this album. Yeah. So, uh, what was your final score? Twenty six point three. Wow, that was the same score I gave the Sheepdogs. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a twenty two point eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I this week, I think this is our most polarizing week that we've ever had. It might be. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly shocked that my number one album isn't more up there for you. Yeah, I know what your number one album is, and it didn't didn't grab me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah, it actually came in spot number one, two. Came in spot number four for me this week. Very interesting. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know if you want me to tell you first. Sure. Well, last week I told you that Ibaraki was like the metal album of the year. Yeah. This is challenging it for me. The Adam McCall podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Canadiana Music is a new company in Southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information for local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. Thank you.
Wow. Okay. Yeah, I did. I didn't feel the same. Um, Ibaraki is like much more eclectic. Yeah. Um, the reason why this is challenging it for me is it this is this is bleed from within. Obviously. Yeah. The album Shrine. Before we keep going, we didn't even mention the name of the album. Sure. And just for to put a little bow on that, they're from Glasgow in Scotland. Yeah, which very interesting. That is, they do not like. They do not sound like they're from Scotland. No, but apparently, if you drink a lot of scotch, this is what comes out of your fingers when you play guitar. Apparently, <laughs> um, the reason why I put it up there, okay, well, one, I just thought like all of the the songs were just like on point. Okay, um, I found this would be this album is is a lot easier to digest than the Ibaraki album. Yeah. Um, it's just like shorter, uh, like shorter songs and just, it's obviously very different styles, but, um, like even the, the singles, when we first heard the single, I was like, I remember when we talked about it, I was like, this is, this has the potential to be like a sick album. Mm-hmm. And the singles are not even close to the best songs on the album, in my opinion. No, they're definitely not. Um, but yeah, this album like got a very, 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 very high score. I, 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 if I, we, if we came into this, I thought for sure this might have been your number one as well. Is that because right? I just thought it would be something that would that you'd gravitate to towards as well but yeah no it's 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 really interesting like i say it's polarizing the only the only thing that i'll i'll say is that my number one and two were 0.3 apart and my Mm -hmm. number three and four were 0.2 apart so like it wasn't like this was a clear number four i had a very so it, it just it's just the way it happened this week but it's yeah. interesting how it is polarizing from a um, a standings perspective yeah because like right from the get the first time i listened to it was in my in my car and i was driving into vancouver mm-hmm. and right from that opening track i was just like just it just pulled me right in oh yeah like this it was a fantastic album everything scored over four for me so it like it's definitely not a bad album <laughs> Everything scored over 4.5 for me. Ooh. <laughs> okay. You love this album. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I cannot stop listening to it. I just, yeah, I think I've listened to it more than like Ibaraki's again, just cause that digestibility, it's just like, but I didn't feel like anything was straightforward about it. Like there was like, like all the songs are kind of short and sweet, like in around that three and a half to five minute mark. Yeah. But like I felt the guitars were interesting. The vocals were interesting. There's some really cool like orchestrated parts. Some cleans in there. It just kind of had everything. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, let's go through the scores because like, <laughs> yeah, it's high. Because you have to go to California. I do. And I'm going to put this album on as soon as we get off here and i'm gonna pack to it <laughs> pack fast pack fast pack now uh vocals got my lowest score of all of this and i gave them 4.5 okay 
they are also well tied for lowest, but they got a four. Okay. Uh, yeah, the guitars I gave four point eight. Okay, I gave it a four point three. Yeah, I just thought tone of the guitars, the riffs, uh, uh, see, some I of the solos. I didn't like the tone of the guitar. I did like the riffs and the solos. I did not like the tone. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought everything just sounded basically immaculate. That's interesting. Okay, well, good. Yeah. Especially for a metal album. Yeah, I found it like it, the guitars for me were just too fuzzy. I, I do like a little bit more of an industrial guitar tone, but that's just always been the case. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely different in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, drums, I gave 4.9. Huh. I gave a 4.1 for drums. Yeah, again, I, they, I thought they sounded incredible. Like you could really, like, especially the toms. And the tom work, you could really hear them well. Yeah, I gave. Um, I liked how the symbols were mixed in. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, I find the symbols lost a little bit. I don't know. I'll give it. A, I'll give it another listen. But I'm gonna stick with my four point one. I found the drums kind of just were like with the guitars like they were just as good as the guitars and they they fit the music um i lost the cymbals a little bit but uh but except the ride the ride sounded great but all the like crashes and splashes and stuff like nah they kind of get lost Mm -hmm. but that got reflected in my production score as well so yeah uh yeah uh writing i gave 4.8 uh 4.4 for me I thought the arrangement, this is the highest rating on this album for sure. Yeah. Um, I love the arrangements. Like I just really love the arrangements and the way the yeah. songs were put together and the album was put together. Yeah. Uh, well, this will be interesting. Yeah. Production, I gave 4.9. Well, I gave four. I thought it was like, especially the drums again. So this was produced by Adam Get Good. Okay. And you can kind of tell right away. Right. Um, and what I did read up on that I think maybe pushed this score because at first I was, th- I was thinking, Oh, Adam, get good. Did the production, maybe they just used the, like the drum programming for it. Yeah. But it was all recorded live. Oh, that's good. I, I flew I do to Germany like that. and it was all recorded live. And that made me be like, how the fuck did you make the drums sound this good live? <laughs> Because it is possible, which is why I don't love like program drums. Is it's just yeah. I feel like it's a feel like it's a safety. Yeah. I'm just a. I think I'm just like I think with anything like you gravitate towards a certain band band's sound, or you gravitate towards a certain guitar player's sound. Um, we obviously just decided like you gravitate towards a different kind of guitar tone than what I gravitate towards too. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Anything, anything that Adam get good produces. I'm, I just think it's, I think he's got a, quite an ear and it mm-hmm. just, it just tickles my fancy, his production style. <laughs> so I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've okay. always thought periphery has sounded incredible. He mm-hmm. produces all their stuff. Like as I lay dying, 
I remember uh, that really stood out to me when, when I first heard them. I was just like, man, this album sounds Im- insane. And he produces all theirs. So it's just like. I was actually just looking at the credits for Adam Gekud, and he's got um, mixing credits for As I Lay Dying, not production credits. Oh. Yeah. Which is interesting. So yeah, he does a lot of mixing. Yeah, he does mix a lot. He mixes He Is Legend and Bury Tomorrow. Um, he's the engineer and mixer for Haken. Um, oh. For the Vines really? album. Yeah. He also has bass and soloist credits on the Virus album. Huh. Yeah. On Architects, he's the drum engineer. Virus, that album. Yeah. When you say mixing, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that album is mixed phenomenally. Yeah. Um, he's got uh, engineering and mixing for Devin Townsend. Uh, mixing for North Lane. Engineer and mixer for Good Tiger. And the Vector album for Haken. Mix, that's mixing why, on... That's C- why Vector and Virus are the two best sounding Haken albums. Totally, totally, yep. Uh, he is legend next to none. He mixes woven where he mixes good tiger producer mixing and drum engineer. Mm. Uh, yeah. Animals as leader. He's the producer and mixing. Yeah. He's got his fingers in a lot of places. Bleed from within. He's the producer and the guitar engineer, which the guitar sound does guitar sound does sound a lot like periphery. It's got that fuzziness to it. And that's one of my biggest complaints about Periphery is I wish the guitars were a little clearer. Interesting. Yeah. But I don't anyways. find them fuzzy in any way, <laughs> shape or form. Especially no. like on their later stuff. Earlier stuff for sure. Yeah. Like P3 or Juggernaut or P4. I didn't find them. I didn't find it at all. Uh, I might be thinking about their early stuff. Let me just uh, let me just pull up a quick, quick little doohickey in my ears. Yeah, it's got that like crunch on it. I don't like the crunch. I didn't mm. like the crunch for my own guitar even when I was playing guitar. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I have uh, to. I have to go. Okay. What was we your final? To- what was your Repeat well, my again. repeat got five. Okay, I gave it a 4.1. What was your final score? 29.1. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yeah, I gave it a 24.9. So second highest rated album of the year. Wow, phenomenal. What a polarizing discussion this was. I love it. Very, very interesting. Yeah, this, this week we disagreed the most. You've heard it here first. You've heard it here first. Well... Spoiler alert, we are two different people. What? With two different opinions. <laughs> huh? Uh, That's why this is so fun. Uh, you need to quickly write down these honorable mentions. Ready? Oh, oh my God. Wait. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. First one, uh, Kill Switch Engage, live album, live at the Palladium. Uh, it sounds really great for a live album. So. Sweet. If you're into that check it out uh another band called origin they released an album called chaosmos it's uh heavy <laughs> it's pretty good i mean um i 
didn't love the vocals on it. Like it's okay. really like death metally heavy. Ugh. Um, but the uh, the guitars and stuff sounded really cool. And there's some like atmospheric bits in there. Okay. Uh, Guar released a new album called The New Dark Ages. If you're into that, go check that out. Um, a DJ person. The project is called The Algorithm. It's kind of like dubstep meets metal. Okay. Um, he does put like a lot of guitar in there. Uh, it's pretty cool. If you're into something different, go check that one out. That's called Data Renaissance. That is correct. Yeah. Um, n- sort of new uh, super group. Um, Ian. Um, oh my God. What is his name? Scott Ian from Anthrax. Anthrax yeah. Uh, has a project called Motor Sister. And. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Hard rock. What's the album called? It is called Get Off. Okay. Innuendo-y. Innuendo-y. Um, there is a new, if you're into kind of like kind of hard rock-ness, uh, there's a new album from the band Crowbot. C-R-O. Yeah, see you, Shane. Sorry, can you do that again? Bye, Shane. <laughs> uh, Crowbot. C-R-O-B-O-T. Okay. They released an album called Feel This. Uh, if you're just into kind of like that hard rock, kind of like, Zepp- like Zeppelin-y, Royal Bloody, mm-hmm. Rival Sunsy kind of stuff. It's actually pretty good. Cool. Uh, brand new band. Never heard of them before. Um, they're called Moments. They released an album called Tidal Waves. If you like any type of metalcore, essentially. Uh, I do. I do like metalcore. It's, it's very good. These next three bands, uh, all metalcore, all very good. None of them like rewriting the book, but, yeah. it, but interesting and like really well done. Uh, so that's Moments, Tidal Waves. Uh, the next band... Um, would be my second nominee this week for album artwork of the year. And that is the band called Red Handed Denial. And their album is called I'd Rather Be Asleep. This is also the album that Apple Music labeled rock. And then if you listened <laughs> to any of it, you'd be like, this isn't rock at all. Classic. Uh, very unique, clean vocals. I'd be okay. very curious to hear what you think of the clean vocals. The screams sound good. The instruments sound good. The clean vocals threw me off at first. But they're very good. Uh, and last but not least, probably my favorite honorable mention of the week um, that would have ranked higher than probably, well, at least number five and six on my list this week. That is the album Tangerine Tragic by the band the oklahoma kid oklahoma kid very cool album cool very cool project very good sounding very nice 
Um, that's it for my honorable mentions. Well, thank you for honorably mentioning all of those. Thank you for putting us. you even further behind. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so we are taking two weeks off because I'm going on vacation and I do not want to record a podcast in California. That'd be super cool though. <laughs> I'm in California right now. Can't you see from my background? I can, but our listeners cannot. True. Um, so when I come back, we're going to record again on June 23rd. Yep. I believe. And it is going to be a big one. Um, we haven't decided yet how many of these albums we will put a rating to, but there is 12 of them. Yes. And many singles. Yeah. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure that out later. Oh, falsets on here, though. That'll be fun. Yeah. I, I, like, man, there's a lot I want to rate. Like yeah. Future Palace, for sure. Falset would be cool. Motionless and White, I'm hearing a lot about, so that would be interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Secrets, Charlie Griffiths, for sure. Uh, Charlie Griffiths from Haken, his uh, debut solo album. And then the Grey Days one would be interesting, because that's the, uh, that's the uh, Chester Bennington. Right, yeah. His last vocals. Cool. And then yeah. I've been hearing a lot about this Oni band, so we'll, we'll figure it out. And there'll probably be more, to be honest. So, anyway, that's it for us. We will see you in. Uh, well, you will. We won't see you. You'll hear us in two more weeks. Thanks for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm.